presents the biggest of all games, public enemies who try to destroy our America. Faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld. Risking his life, the criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, Superhighway Robbery. The Green Hornet strikes again. Arnold Merrick, city highway commissioner, flushed with suppressed anger as he read the newspaper editorial which Jim Pierce, his confidential secretary, had placed before him. Merrick snapped on the dictaphone and spoke. Miss Newton. Miss Newton. Yes, Mr. Merrick. Have Higgins come to my office right away. Yes, sir. So the Daily Sentinel's asking for an investigation of the highway commissioner. I knew it would come sooner or later, the way that new superhighway is cracking up. Higgins was the inspector in charge of that job, and he's responsible... What is it? Mr. Merrick, some reporters are here to see Send them away. I won't see them. Yes, sir. Reporters. Now the other papers are taking it up. Maybe you should have seen them for a minute, Mr. Merrick. Good idea to keep them in mind. I know what I'm doing. Get Moran on the phone at the construction company. Sure, right away. All the confounded idiotic messes to get me in two months after that highway opened. I hope he's there. I want to tell him plenty. Mr. Moran, please. Oh, Moran, this is Pierce. Mr. Merrick's calling. Here you are, Mr. Merrick. Hello, Brandy. Have you seen the Daily Sentinel this afternoon? You haven't, eh? Well, they're yelling for an investigation because of the condition of the new superhighway. That's right. Confound it, you told me that... What's that? Well, that's what I intend to do, but he may... Yeah. Well, I'll get in touch with you again. Goodbye. <laughs> I'll bet that gave Moran a good jolt. <laughs> Somebody's going to get a jolt. You can bet on that. You sent for me, Yes, I did, Higgins. You were the inspector in charge of the superhighway project, weren't you? Yes, of course, sir. Uh, did you admit your responsibility for the quality of the materials that went into its construction? Mr. Merrick, I submitted weekly reports on that job. I even called your attention. I have your reports right here in my files, Higgins. The Daily Sentinel is calling for an investigation, and it's bound to come. Do you realize the situation that puts me in? Do you? But, Mr. Merrick, Don't after all... Don't stand there fumbling for excuses. When the investigation does come, your reports will be turned over to the prosecuting attorney's office. I'd expect that, sir. And I'm sure that everything... Newspapers will... are demanding immediate action. And they'll get it, starting right here in this office. Higgins... As of right now, consider yourself suspended until this matter's been settled. Now, wait a minute, Mr. Merrick. You can't... I that... can't, can't I? I can and I will. You're a disgrace to the commission. And when the investigation starts and they read those reports of yours, they'll put you where you won't need a job. Listen here. I don't have to take that from you or anybody else. I'll be glad to have the investigators see those reports. And after they Get do... Get out. Get out, I say. You better go, Higgins. Okay, that's the way you want it. I'll leave, and I'll see that action does start. I won't be the one to be sorry. Why, uh, you... 
Get out. Go to the devil, both of you. You're just the guy I want to see. Mike Axton. It's about time you showed up. The Daily Sentinel will have a new reporter around here. Now, hold on, Dunnigan. I got news. News, huh? I suppose while you was laying around cop headquarters, a drunk was brought in it. What have we got? Dunnigan, I just came from Highway Commissioner Mary office. Things are beginning to pop over there. That they are. Holy mackerel. So you really got something, huh? Come on, Reed's got to hear about this. To my way of thinking, the Sentinel has really started something. Well, what do you think we put that editorial in the paper for? But we didn't expect it to start so soon. Come on. Hi, Casey. Is the chief in, Miss Case? Yes, he is. Well, tell him we want to see him for a few minutes. It's important. Just a minute. Mr. Gunnigan is here with Axford, Mr. Reed. They want to see you right away. Well, have them right in. Yes, sir. Mr. Reed said... We can hear, Casey. Okay, so you can hear. Well, listen to that now. Ain't she the first one, Gunnigan? Uh, if I was Casey, I'd bat your ears back, Axel. <laughs> oh, say. Maybe I'll try that someday. Oh, no, see here. I would <laughs> just Come on, Axel, the chief is waiting. Good morning, Gunnigan. Hiya, Chief. Hiya, Deed. What's on your mind? Axford just came back from Merrick's office. I thought you'd want to hear Get me. anything, Axford? Well, that I get, Reed. Well, let's have it. And make it short. Well, no. It was like this. Me and a couple of other reporters were waiting to see Merrick and ask him what he thought of that editorial. Go on. While we were waiting in the outer office, we heard him yell through the dictaphone for the girl to tell Higgins to come to his office. Who's Higgins? A road inspector, isn't he, Axford? Yeah, the one who had charged the new highway job. Well, we told the girl we wanted to see Merrick. When she told him, he said for us to leave. So we went out, but waited in the hallway. Well, then what? We saw Higgins go in. Then he came out, mumbling to himself and looking mad as a hatter. Did you talk to Higgins? Sure. He said Merrick had suspended him from his job. Merrick believes in quick action, eh? Oh, that he does, Reed. It didn't take him long to make up his mind. Believe me, Reed, he was plenty mad. Oh, you told us that before. What else did he say? Oh. Well, he said he wasn't to blame for anything, and that his reports would clear him, and that's all he said. Gunnigan, get the story set up for the next edition. Okay, Chief. And, Axford, go to Higgins' home and see if you can get anything further. Maybe he's calmed down by now. Sure, I'll go right home. And, Gunnigan. Yes, Chief. Assign somebody to the prosecutor's office so we'll know if and when they decide to start the investigation. Right away. There's millions tied up in that superhighway job. And if it's been a case of graft, we'll stay behind that investigation until we bust the thing wide open. Now, get busy. Right. City Hall almost an hour. It's after five o'clock. You sure that Higgins guy ain't left yet? Ah, oh, stop me, Buck. Didn't the boss give me the number of Higgins' car? Well, that's it, Parker, over there at the curb. Eh, maybe so, but just the same, I'm getting tired of waiting. Ah, you were born tired, Buck. We're getting good dope what we're doing, ain't we? Yeah, that's right, only Wait. I thought it. I think that's the guy coming out now. Which one? The guy with the big briefcase. Yeah, that's Higgins, all right. Act like we're just talking. Soon he starts to get in the car, we'll go over. Come on. Just a minute, Higgins. What do you want? Tell him, Ren. Shut up, Buck. Drive him back. Okay. 
Hey, hold on. What are you getting in my car for? <laughs> We're just going to ride along with you, that's all. Oh, no, you're not. I'm Shut t- up and get him behind the wheel, bud. Gun. What's the else, bud? Get in. You can't get away with this. Come on, Red. Don't worry. I'm getting in. Now, see here. Do the thing You're going to drive where we tell you to, see? And don't forget this gun will go off. You try anything funny. Now, get moving. <laughs> Daddy, you bring me to this out of the way place. You think you get out and stop crabbing? Shove him up, Buck. Right, come on. Take it easy. Sure. We'll take it easy if we stop acting like a dope. Go on in that house. Come on, Buck. Go on in. I'll look you. I heard him. Go on. Hold the door, Buck. Yeah. Right through that open door. Just stay in that room, Megan. Should I close this door too, Red? Yeah. Now that we're here, what's the idea? <laughs> Maybe we want a cut out of all that graft you got on that highway deal. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we do. <laughs> Give me that briefcase. Hey, let that alone. Shut up. See what's in it, Buck? Yeah. It looks like copies of reports on that highway job. <laughs> Just what we want. Okay, Buck, we'll get busy and tie this dope up until we find out just what's going to happen to him. Come on. Give me a hand. Hey, let me go. Hold on to him, Red. Now tie him in the knot that'll let him know he really means business. Let go. <laughs> what that dope. Oh. Still don't know what it's all Good morning, Mr. Reed. Good morning, Miss Case. And here's the morning mail. Thank you. I was surprised to find you got down to the office before I did this morning. Well, I have a lot to do. Or oh, uh, I wonder if Axford saw Higgins last night. Do you know? No, sir. I left just after you did, so I wasn't here when he came back. I see. I'll ask Gunnigan. What is it, Chief? Gunnigan, did Axford interview Higgins last night? No, he didn't, Chief. Said he waited around, but Higgins didn't show up. So he came back here. Well, where's Axford now? He went down to headquarters to see what's doing. Then he's going to run out to the Higgins place again. Well, let me know when he gets back. Okay, Chief. Oh, Miss Case. Yes, sir? Get all the data you have in your files on the superhighway job. Bring it in to me. Right away, Mr. Reed. I have it all together. Good. All right. Hey, Reed. Hi, Candy. Well, speak of the devil. <laughs> Axford, I was just asking about you. Reed, I just came from cop's headquarters. Things are really popping. Well, what is it? First of all, Reed... They're going to investigate the highway commission's handling of the superhighway job. Oh, the Daily Sentinel really gets results. Oh, that it does, Casey. But in this case, the highway commissioner, Mr. Merrick, that is, started the investigation himself. What do you mean? Sure, and Merrick got in touch with the prosecutor and insisted that they investigate so secure his name. That's something I didn't expect. He must be sure of himself or he wouldn't ask for an investigation. Well, that's true. But somebody down there is not on the level. Ah, uh, you're right about that, Reed. And they don't have to do much investigating to know who it is either. 
Why do you say that? <laughs> the great Axford knows all the answers. <laughs> laugh if you like, Casey. But I do know the answer to that one. Well, speak up, Axford. What have you found out? Read. Others on the outside have mixed up in it, of course. But the guy who's been crooked down at the Highway Commission is that road inspector I was trying to see last night. Higgins. Higgins? How do you know? Because Sarge says Higgins' wife phoned headquarters this morning and reported that Higgins has disappeared. Higgins disappeared? Have they got the story for rewrite? Sure. I gave it to the rewrite desk, all right. Believe me, Reed, the Sentinel can take the credit for breaking that case open. Higgins beating it off like that shows he's guilty. His guilt still has to be proved, Axford. Uh, get me that data from your files in this case. Yes, sir. Axford? Huh? See if you can get to Merrick this morning. Also, keep in touch with headquarters. Okay, Reed. And don't jump to conclusions. If the investigation shows that Higgins is not guilty, we may have a bigger story than we hoped for. Now get going. back to our story. Late that afternoon, the young publisher of the Sentinel received an inter-office call from the city editor. What is it, Gunnigan? Say, Chief, Larry just got back with a report from the prosecutor's office. It's hot stuff. What, for instance? The highway commissioner sent over all the reports turned in by the road inspector. That guy that disappeared, you know. Well, what did they show? He okayed every mile of that job. Yet some expert they sent out to look at the highway this morning reported that the cracking and crumbling definitely showed a mixture of too much sand and not near enough cement. That's where the graph came in. Oh, I thought as much. I guess that's why Higgins beat it. He knew they'd find out from those reports just what was what. I thought you'd like to know, Chief. Yes. Thanks, Cunningham. Mr. Reed. Oh, yes, Miss Case? There's a woman to see you. She says she's Mrs. Higgins. Oh, Walker. bring her right in. Yes, sir. You can come right in, Mrs. Higgins. Thank you. You're Mrs. Higgins? That's right. Well, please sit down. Thank you. It's nice of you to see me. Uh, what can I do for you? I I know the police are doing everything to find my husband, but oh, I know they're wrong to say he ran away because of that investigation. Well, you must admit it looks that way, Mrs. Higgins. Perhaps it does, but he had no reason to go away. His reports will show he did right. I understand the reports have already been seen by the prosecutor. Then by they know by now that my husband did no wrong. Why do you say that? Because I've seen some of his reports. He made them out at home, even discussed them with me. Really? Yes. He told me more than once that his report showed the materials being used were not up to specifications. Are you sure of that? Of course. He even remarked that he discussed the matter at the office. I see. Did he make copies of his reports? Yes. He kept copies in his own office. Did you tell the police that? Yes. But I guess they think I'm just defending him. They'll know the truth now that the reports have been read. Well, I'm sorry to tell you this, Mrs. Higgins, but I've learned that the reports given to the prosecutor and signed by your husband show that he okayed every mile of that highway. But that's not true. It, it can't be. It must be a mistake. I hope for your sake it is a mistake. Uh, I guess no one will believe me. I came hoping that you put something in the sentinel that would help locate my husband. I... I... Don't give up, Mrs. Higgins. I suggest you go home and wait for developments. 
Perhaps everything will turn out all right. I... I'm sorry for acting like this. And thank you for seeing me. If you hear anything of my husband, oh, of I'll... course. I'll let you know. Goodbye. And thanks again. Goodbye. It was dusk when Britt Reed went to his apartment where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting. The two men were discussing the case. Cato, I'm inclined to think Mrs. Higgins was telling the truth. But the police are convinced that Higgins is definitely guilty. Well, they think he fixed up graft dealing with Moran Construction Company and falsify reports? Moran had several subcontractors on that job. A deal could have been with any one of them. If Higgins not dishonest... Well, then who do you think? I'm guessing won't help. It's proof that's needed. Perhaps Green Hornet find a way to get proof. It's worth trying, Kato. Let's go. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in the bedroom, Brett Reed and Kato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. You certain Moran Company use subcontractors? Yes. I have all the data in my office. There's the Ace Cement Company, the Great Sand and Gravel Company, and others. There are many who have chance to deal with crooked person connected with highway office, then. That's right. Moran could be entirely in the clear. We'd better get going. Red Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. The section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming black beauty sped into the darkness. Commissioner Merrick entered the study of his home and crossed to his desk. As he sat down and reached for some papers before him, he failed to notice the sinister figure that slid like a shadow from behind the heavy window drapes and moved silently toward him. Suddenly, the commissioner looked up. Great Scott, who... Keep your voice down, Merrick. You and I are going to have a talk. You... You're the Green Hornet. Well, why have I come here? I just told you to talk. Or rather, to hear you talk. I don't talk to crooks. Neither do I, but in your case, I'll make an exception. We'll discuss, um, superhighway robbery. Well, if all that... Are you accusing me of... got to the point quickly, Merrick. This is preposterous. I'll phone the police. Wait. I wouldn't touch that phone if I were you. Put down that gun. You're not yelling at your office force now, Merrick. I'm telling you what to do. Or perhaps we can come to certain terms about that superhighway deal. So that's it, then? That's it. Listen, Merrick. I happen to know Road Inspector Higgins' wife has copies of the original reports on that highway. I don't care who has copies. I've turned the original reports over to the prosecutor's office. They'll decide what's to be done. So if Higgins sent you here... You'll know Higgins didn't send me. I don't know anything of the kind. Higgins is on the spot. He deserves what he gets when they catch him. Maybe you'll see to it that he's never caught. Why, you... Take it easy, Merrick. I'm willing to work along with you if you see things my way. Just what is your proposition? For $10,000, I'll get those copies from Mrs. Higgins' place tonight and bring them here to you. Why, with all you made in the way of graft on that highway... Why, well, you hold the brace and low down. I mean, I've ever met you the worst. I'll show you in spite of your gun. Police will be glad to know you mixed up in this thing. I know that's just a bluff, for I'd really use this gun on you, Merrick. 
leave and come back. After you've had time to think things over. So long. Bluffing him, I'll show him. Hello, police headquarters. This is Highway Commissioner Merrick. I want to report to the police You convinced Merrick not guilty one, Mr. Britt? No, kiddo. He could be bluffing. Why you leave then without forcing him to admit he's guilty? Merrick's not the type to be forced into admitting anything, Cato. Moreover, a confession forced from someone by the Green Hornet wouldn't stand up with the police. A visit to Merrick not bring much results. Well, that remains to be seen. In fact, I'm sure that Merrick's passing the word along to the others about my visit. He should be making several phone calls right about now. Hello? Yes, this is Moran. Oh, it's you, Commissioner Merrick. What's up? The Green Hornet, you say? He said what? I see. Did you notify the police that the Hornet paid you a visit? Hello? Now, this is Pierce speaking. Commissioner Merrick? Yes, sir. What? Well, he did. I see. What do you want? Who has copies of the reports? Oh, Higgins' wife. What did you... Of course, sir. You did right. There was nothing else you could do. Oh, Mr. Pierce. Do come in. Have you news of my husband? Oh, I'm afraid not, Mrs. Higgins. But perhaps you found something to prove As a matter of fact, Mrs. Higgins, I came here tonight to pick up the copies of the reports you have here. Copies of the reports? But the only copies were the ones my husband had in his office. And they say he took those with him. I know you have such copies, Mrs. Higgins. I'll save you the trouble of taking them to the prosecutor's office in the morning. But, Mr. Pierce, I just... Give them to me. A gun? You forced me to do this by lying about those copies. I'll get them. But there aren't any other copies. I just... Why would you be interested, even if there were? <laughs> You're as big a fool as your husband. You're the one who's guilty of graft in that office. You must have falsified his reports. Go and on. I knew my husband was innocent. And when I tell about this... You won't tell anybody anything. What do you mean? I got your husband out of the way. With the copies he was carrying from his office. And if there's other copies, I'll get them. You? You're responsible for my husband's disappearance? That's right. Where is he? What have you done to him? I'm going to take you to him. Right now. Then I'll come back and find those copies if they're here. Come on. No. I won't go with you. I'll get the police. Come on. Oh. I am. Let me go. Oh, I said you're coming with me. No. No. Go on. If you make a sound, I can inside. What? what? Oh. Get inside, I said. So you're the grafting right of Frank Higgins. He, he did. And he's holding my husband somewhere. I'm going to phone the police. Get away from that phone. Oh, no, you don't. Stop it. I got you. Help. Send the police. I'll get you for this, Hornet. This will make you sleep till the cops get here. Oh, gas. I can't. Help. Police. The green Hornet. Oh. Time to go you all right? Yes. The lady's fainted, but not before she called the police. Don't get that grafter when she tells all she knows. Come on. Up in his office with his feet on his desk, or maybe in a nightclub or home sleeping. What do you care? Ain't I got enough to worry about? Calm down, will you? I got a scoop, and I thought Reed would a be. A scoop? 
Well, what are you standing there for? What am I here for? Why don't you... What is it, Axel? Pierce confessed that he's the guy who got the graft in the highway office. He had Higgins picked up, and Sarge and the boys found him in an old house on the outskirts of town, safe and sound. Pierce made a deal with the cement company and fixed all Higgins' reports so he'd get the blame. Holy smoke! The harness double-crossed Pierce over at Mrs. Higgins, and she got to the phone while they were struggling for a gun. Sure, sure, but what about the harness? If they got him, we've got the harness. Strange you should ask about him, Gunnigan. I was just about to tell you. What? It's off the record, Gunnigan. Yeah, yeah. Tell me. He got away. <laughs> That's the last street, Westbar. Pearson head of cement company excited for grass green hornet implicated. Beat all about it, green hornet still is bad. That's the last street, Westbar. Popular radio dramas created by George W. Trentle are a copyrighted feature of The Green Hornet, Incorporated. All characters, names, places, and incidents used are fictitious.